Oh, hey, everyone. This is Turn Left to the Wormhole. Thanks for listening to us. Um, I am Josh. Along with me is my co-host, Andrew or Drew. Um, what up? You know, you can call him really whatever you want. And it really doesn't matter. Uh, as long as you listen to us and donate to the Patreon that we're inevitably going to open one day uh, <laughs> because we're incredibly poor. So uh, anyway, today we have some great stuff, but we're going to get into that in a second. But I just want to address something. Today is the saddest day of all days, not just because it's the day after Christmas, Boxing Day, but also because my baby daughter just had all of her shots today, mm. the first round. It was devastating. Um, yeah. I'm pretty broken up, you know, um, but I'm, I'm surviving. It has helped that since she got the shots and we got her calmed down, she has done nothing but slept for the, for the past nine hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that makes it a lot easier. Um, but hey, shout out to all the parents who go through that. It stinks. It's the worst. But yeah, we got through that today. Um, how about you, Drew? Anything? I went back to work today. That's even worse. Yeah. And I go back tomorrow. But hey, if you're uh, if you're listening to us on your way to work, um, sorry. It, or it's, or it's at rough. work. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what you do. <laughs> yeah, um, my old job, I could listen to as many podcasts as I want. No longer can I do that. So if you're listening to us at, a, at work, just think of me and, and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, let's go ahead and get into this show. What do we have today, Drew? We have probably the biggest debate in all of sci-fi today. We had our two episodes... People voted. Picard was a unanimous decision. Which, okay, people, you haven't watched Deep Space Nine then. Um, if you're saying Picard is better than Cisco, you haven't watched Deep Space Nine. But anyway, continue. Well, I'm saying he could win, but he nah. won. Kirk and Janeway was like a dead heat. Back and forth on how we were going to side, and we just went with... Uh... What the majority is going with everywhere else is always Kirk versus Picard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've already discussed all four of the captains. So today it's last minute pros and cons of Kirk or Picard. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, when, when we were talking about Janeway and Picard, I think it just depends on who you grew up with or which mm-hmm. show you watch more. Um, so this is the classic debate. And even though I think that this is, kind of the uh the false dichotomy here of captain choices um anyway we'll we'll debate Mm -hmm. it a little bit and see um so uh like everyone says kirk is obviously the brash gunslinger wild crazy thing and picard is the much more reserved and more eloquent um delightful captain that everyone would want to serve under um but here's a few things uh, I, I want to get into about Picard, maybe some some cons about him. First off, yes, he grew up kind of wild and eventually became settled down. Um, that's that's what Next Generation gives us there. And um, but with that, the man is basically a hardcore career politician at this point. That's why he is given the flagship of the entire Federation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the greatest knock against Picard is he does not go out and really discover anything new. He's working established trade routes um, and has worked now in one of the longest peace treaties that the Federation has ever had with the Klingons. And then there's also the, uh, the, I don't know what that would be with the Romulans, basically just, you know, kind of a peace treaty, I guess. Um, But all fully peace, just neutrality. Right. And, and all of that, Picard worked in so yes he he had it a little bit easier now yes the missions are a little bit better and Picard is uh a much better spokesperson um but I feel like you can say that though because Kirk is the one who negotiated peace with the Klingons right after his son was murdered by a Klingon Mm -hmm. and he did this not on the flagship a ship that when he got it had already been in the fleet for what, like 20 something years. Yeah. By the time he took over, it wasn't a flagship. It was just a ship. Yeah. (laughs) That he got. And he did all the things he did on that ship. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, too, a lot of the people, um, from that crew, I know that you've read some of the books, um, but some of the people on, uh, Kirk's crew aren't necessarily like top of the class. Um, Picard, because he is given this ship, he's given the best of the best of the best, besides possibly Lieutenant Yar, but we don't have to get into that. Um, She was terrible, but she's the only one that I really didn't like on that crew. Um, But other than that, he is working with the top performers or one of the top performers in every single category um, in the Federation. They're all on his ship, or most of them are. so no. Picard, I think, I no. feel like he's dealt a little bit better of a hand. I think Kirk has almost the equivalence in some ways. Like Bones is the one who basically wrote the medical books that, that, um, like frontier medicine. Space. Yeah. And he's the one who like discovered Vulcan science and physiology and all this stuff that, that Crusher yeah. and all of them would use. So maybe Bones he performed wasn't... a brain, tra- brain transplant with like, zero medical equipment he was familiar with in one episode and scotty you can argue as much as you want but no one else could do what he did on the enterprise right but you know most of these guys though um that's kind of what makes i feel like the original series maybe a little bit better is this is kind of in some ways like a ragtag group Mm -hmm. like bones is this old country doctor scotty was like a guy who was thought of when he was at the Academy as being kind of kooky and like his ideas weren't really worth considering. Um, But then you have Spock, who's obviously Vulcan genius and the only Vulcan in Starfleet, I think at the time. And uh, so you obviously have some things that weigh it out. Um, But all in all, Picard has more crew members, more specialties at this point, you know, we're, most of the i mean like most of the crew they have like five engineers that are like officers mm-hmm. in um in next generation mm-hmm. so it's just much more specialized there's a lot more that has to go into it for sure because it's much more advanced but and crew size right crew size is you know huge um but with that also comes other things that the that next generation had to work out like you said the other day they're basically two ships with the saucer section mm-hmm. and then um, like the battle bridge and everything. Yeah. Um, so it's really kind of 
you know, it's, it's definitely more dynamics or different dynamics, at least in both shows. So, I don't know. Yeah, well, I think you kind of hit on it. Like, there have been so many articles on this. Um, and really, when you get down to it, there's not necessarily a right answer. It's more of a preferred leadership style. Because, like you said, Kirk is brash, instinctual, and like a swashbuckler. He's the uh-huh. adventurer who goes out and he explores and he figures it out and does it without support. Whereas Picard is, you know, he's philosophical, contemplative, collaborative. You know, he's that kind of person. Right. So it's two very different sides. It's the guy who goes out and explores and then the guy who comes after who tries and help set it up and get it continued working. Not that Kirk didn't. I mean, obviously Kirk did some of that stuff very well. But it's, you know, six of one, half dozen of another. Right. So one thing I want to get into then is I want to compare the best moment from each captain. Now, we've both seen original series and Next Generation. So when it comes down to it, what do you think, or even if the movies, if you have to pull out something from the movies or the books, Mm -hmm. um, when you get down to those two characters, what is the best moment from each one that you would say? I feel like Kirk has to be when he helped negotiate the peace with the Klingons. That's what I was going to say. Um, it's hard to get around that. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, I mean, that's the, the greatest. Um, really, without that, the Federation is absolutely nothing and probably is wiped out by the Dominion uh, without the Klingon help. The Klingons oh, definitely, help because... I feel like that pushed the Federation to, you know, the war with them helped the Federation jump. And you right. had everything with the Romulans and the Cardassians to follow that. But if you hadn't had it with the Klingons and the Klingons had won, right. or, or like, who would have stopped the Dominion? Now, the Dominion Knight might not have come along at the same time, but when they came, there would be no one to stop them. Right. So, yeah. I agree. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's another one since we both came up with the same one that, that defines him. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying, I'm looking through some of the, the top ones here. Um, you know, with Kirk, I feel like he, he has the nerve to get things done when it comes to the, the, the battlefield he had or the, 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 situations he was put in Mm -hmm. he had the nerve to get things done whereas picard i don't know necessarily would that's why you know picard is not really given those situations Mm -hmm. and um so with that you know there's the one um uh, let uh let that be your last battlefield um it's one of the um star trek episodes there and uh in that he basically initiates a self-destruct sequence sequence the entire thing is supposed to destroy the enterprise and kirk just lets that ride out i mean like like i said nerves of steel the guy has a um just an unbreakable will really um so going along with that though my best card moment I could think of is when he's captured by the Cardassians and they're about the four lights. Definitely the best bit of acting probably in all of Star Trek was that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but that shows you kind of the nerve also of Picard that he's able to go through that and uh, deal with days of torture and still come out um, 
with that uh, instinctual fervor that he had when he went in. So, um, you know, those two, I think, kind of, I guess, balance each other out. Like I said, each one is written for their own particular situation. So it's kind of maybe a little bit difficult to decide there. Um, now I'm, I'm looking through a few more things here. Um, I feel like one important thing to also address is we need to separate, uh, the actor and also maybe the writing of the day from that captain. Um, I know that's kind of impossible to do because, you know, that actor does become that person to a degree. Mm -hmm. Um, but say it's just, I don't know, I don't know if you can say in book form or whatever, but say you have to choose then based off of who you prefer, Drew, which captain would you rather serve under? I mean, I feel like I would want to be on the adventuresome ship, but based on my personality and being able to know what expectations I have, I'd probably say Picard. Just from the side of the, you know what he expects, right? He's approachable about it. And if you show you're trying, he'll work with you. Mm -hmm. Whereas Kirk is a little more impatient. Not necessarily a bad thing, but yeah, I was going to be on a ship. So Yeah, I I find Picard tedious at times, um, but he definitely has a strong points. And I mean, deferring or at least gathering advice from his, uh, his other officers is one of his strong points, or it could be a weak point depending on your view. Uh, but if I'm given the choice between serving on the flagship of the Federation under who is now known as kind of a renowned, um, or at least up and coming, uh, captain or serving on board this, uh, like you said, 10 or 20 year old starship on the far outskirts of space with basically no real type of survival guaranteed. Um, I'm kind of a boring guy. Uh, I would choose the flagship, the one that's just going to go through like the normal stuff. Um, But even then, even as they go through the normal stuff, you know, they encounter some crazy things that happen. I mean, they're the first ones that encounter the Borg. And even though we say that's kind of one of Picard's uh, weaker moments there when he provoked Q into doing that, you know, they did somehow survive that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it's difficult, but I think I'm going to go Picard too. It, there's just, we compare it a lot. And I know that we try to separate acting from, from it and also mm-hmm. story writ, uh, writing at the time from it. But ultimately what it comes down to is Picard is written at a, as a better captain yeah. than Kirk. Um, and they got a better actor for it. So good on them. Um, but if anyway, you, but if you argue for Kirk, you can definitely hold your ground on this. Yes. So don't feel bad if you pick Kirk. We're going to put up another Twitter poll, Picard mm-hmm. versus Kirk. Um, given that this is definitely the biggest debate of sci-fi or one of the more popular ones, let your friends know because, hey, we basically just solved a, uh, what, 20, 30-year dispute right now. So I think so. You're welcome, America. It was all us. Um, so go over to the Twitter poll and vote now. Whether you agree with us or not, it doesn't matter. There's one thing we can all agree on. And that is Funyuns make a fantastic snack or meal. Breakfast, 
second breakfast, elevensies, lunch, afternoon tea, dinner, supper, nine o'clock snack, midnight snack, you name it, Funyuns are always a good option. Welcome back. Hopefully the the, the message from our sponsor there really got to you. Okay, I do want some tears. I want to mention something here, Drew. For Funyuns, the reason why they stop cravings is because after you eat them, you are so repulsed by even the sight of food that you don't want to eat it anymore. So thank you, Funyuns, uh, for being so nasty. No, it's because they're so delicious. Nothing else will ever live up to it. I've become turned off to Funyuns after they have failed to reply to us both on Twitter and through email. They've they've lost a customer. And I wouldn't even say I'm a faithful customer, so fine, nope. Funyuns, you win. Nope. I got Funyuns for Christmas. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Andy, Cap, Andy Cap Hot Fries is where I will be taking my business uh, mm-hmm. next time. So, Well, I won't. But <laughs> our next topic does not have anything to do with Funyuns. I mean, it could. Theoretically, you could go that way. But me and Josh have been talking about sci-fi. And... What is one of the things you need in sci-fi is alien species. I thought you were going to say Funyuns. <laughs> you could replicate some, probably. Some <laughs> ships wouldn't be able to. They'd probably be a delicacy in some, in some nations. Yeah, like, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, the most disgusting, like, even Klingons. Like, pretty much anything know. Neelix cooked. Okay, yeah. So, would, but... But yeah, so alien species. So me and Josh thought what would be fun would be to talk about, you know, what parts of alien species we see in ourselves. Originally, this was going to be what alien species do we identify with the most. But as we got going with it, we realized there are a whole lot. There isn't directly one that we identify with the most. Mm-hmm. But we're mm-hmm. going to try and answer that at the end of this. So Josh, what, what species pop to your mind first so there's two and this isn't just limited to star trek so if you're making a list at home or if you have something uh that you think you identify with it's okay if it's not star trek um but i even though they are really annoying with all their talk of honor and everything i i am kind of like a klingon i actually enjoy klingon operas you know which is really majestic beautiful stuff um, so I kind of like Klingons. They're really intense and way too dramatic. And that's definitely me. Um, my wife says that I'm, I'm too dramatic and it's true. Um, but you know, that's, that's what husbands are for, are to be dramatic. Um, you know, that's what, that's just the hand we were dealt. I'm pretty sure so, you said that in your vows. Your I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty Something sure it like was that. in the podcast subsection. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would say Klingons are definitely one of them. Another one um, would be Wookiees. I love Wookiees. They're intensely loyal. Um, they're really competitive. They hate to lose, much like Klingons as well. Um, and they're ultra aggressive when they lose. They hate losing more than they enjoy winning. I'm probably more like that. Um, and, uh, you know, they shed a lot, which, you know, I lose quite a bit of hair. So, I don't know. I'd probably say Wookiees. Um, other than that, there's not really any race in particular that you remember that's, like, really, really timid. 
Um, but something, someone who's like shy, but really annoying once you get to know them, any species like that, that would be me. So I don't know, maybe trill. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like a trill that hasn't, doesn't have a, a, a symbiote with him. Something like that. Someone who like has, um, no joy in life, something like that. That would be me. <laughs> what a, what a. I initially thought some of the Klingon, the whole honor thing, and they can be loud and a little crazy. And I'm like, well, I'm from Buffalo. So, you know, the cold, Mm -hmm. that'd be the Andorians. And they're also kind of loud. But I like the logic of the Vulcans. And then I also like to just sit back and observe people from a distance, like the Romulans. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was trying to think, like, if there was any other species that this might work with, from other shows, and like the peacemaker, the the peacekeepers from Fire, uh, Farscape are close to a combination mm-hmm. of all of them, because they can't handle heat. If they get hot, they can't sweat; they die. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, they're kind of close, and they look just like humans, but right. I don't know. I don't really know. I think if I had to choose one, it would probably be, I don't know. It'd probably end up being something like the Romulans or the Klingons. If we're going to be real. Cause the yeah. Romulans are kind and of I like think... the Klingons in their like mm-hmm. aggressiveness to expand, but they do it more surreptitiously. And then right. they, they share a common ancestry. I was going to say, and they have things. some of that same lineage. They just don't control their emotions. Right. So probably it would end up being the Romulans. Plus, they're just as technologically powerful, if not more powerful than the Federation. They're just yeah. yeah. They don't captain as well, apparently. Right. They're not as good at logistics, right. I guess. I don't. Know. It doesn't make sense. But I think a lot of that's probably built on their entire like governmental structure being one of uh, deceit and mm-hmm. uh, corruption. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the reason well, why it's just there seems to be a lot of And most of their Senate does get leadership. wiped out. Right, right. So, um, presumably, that's one thing so, I want to see in this new Picard show. Because in Nemesis, like, uh-huh. almost their entire government structure gets wiped out by Shinzon. So I'm like, do we get to see peace with Romulus? Right, right. Hey, yeah. question. Do you hear my daughter screaming in the background? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> If anyone does, please don't call CPS. My wife is down there holding her. She just had her shots. That's all it is. Please do not report me. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. She was just really loud <laughs> for a second. Um, so with that, too, I think you have to take into account the type of planet you're living on. Um, since mine are Klingon and uh, Wookiee, I would far prefer... Um, being on Kashyyyk. Uh, it's just a much more lovely place. You have uh, the trees and everyone is just a little bit more friendly. It's like one big family there. So probably Kashyyyk. So I would say Wookiee is probably number one for me. Um, I don't know. I, I They don't really give you like a ton of information on Romulus. I mean, it's a little bit warmer. It might it? be, but I think it's more of a temperate area. Okay. Whereas Vulcan I mean, is I like know basically Vulcan a desert. Much, yeah. Andoria yeah. is basically a big ice cube. Mm-hmm. Um, you could be like a tauntaun or something uh, like that. 
What was the other one? So I said Vulcan, Andorian, Klingon. Kronos is like a weird looking place. It looked dark. Right. And everything is like lit yeah, in red. And they don't really talk much about about the temperature. It's just right. there. And Kronos just I'm pretty sure no no no. Kronos is is hot because in um if you look in the um in Deep mm-hmm. Space Nine, they go through the um this ritual with Worf and he goes into the caves and they're supposed to starve themselves and basically like live in this climate that's unbearably mm. hot um, for a while. So, you know, given that I would, I, that would lead me to believe that Kronos is probably originally a little okay. bit warmer. Then I'd probably have to go with Rock Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Good idea. So uh, if you want to let us know, whether that's through text, email, LinkedIn, whatever you have, let us know which alien species you identify. And I'm sure we're forgetting uh, some. We'd love to hear from you. I almost, nah, I nah, almost I mean, went with Cylon. Almost Cylon. went with it. You know, they want to take over. You feel like you've been, like, reproduced no, a lot or something? No, they just want to take over. Sure. But, sure. speaking um, of Cylons, my mom wants us to do a Tribble versus episode something. I'm thinking this could be like Tribble versus Borg, Tribbles versus Cylons. I after you texted that idea to me, um, you know, I I was thinking how the Tribbles would probably you throw you launch like a Tribble ball into mm-hmm. a Borg cube. It would take over. It, probably within about mm-hmm. two days, that entire cube would be shut down because there are yeah. so many Tribbles that have populated the group think of the Borg. And it destroys itself from within side. That was my um, thought. Because, yeah, tribbles are are a devastating, uh, a blight, devastating foe. Thank you, Harry. Mm-hmm. Hunt. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. I think there's gonna yeah. This is, I think this will be a recurring theme. The biggest villain yeah. of every universe, and we'll always have a go versus yeah. tribbles. Yeah. So uh, if you identify as a tribble, also let us mm-hmm. know. Um, I mean, I hope you don't because there, there's a lot of questions that raises about your personality, but, um, or I don't know, I'm trying to think of a a better one, um, for you or for other people, maybe Indorians, like an Indorian would be really good. Something like that. Um, you know, I was really close to going with Indorians, but they're not really played out except for an enterprise. That's the show where you get to know Indorians. So yeah it's it's kind of difficult but um yeah we'll uh we'll talk more about that as well um drew and i are actively trying to learn klingon a little bit so maybe we'll uh just do a show in klingon one day we'll see um <laughs> but yeah please leave a comment in the uh twitter poll if you want and uh maybe we'll give you a shout out on the next episode and uh joel if you're listening this is not a shout out we don't like you. No shout so, outs. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else we want to hit on? I don't know. Did we get any five-star reviews? Let me go check. I haven't looked. I know I we got a ton so. of listens like in the last two or three days. So, Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We're, um, we're hitting like our marks a lot sooner than we thought we would. Mm-hmm. And we have huge things in the future. Um, so we, we're going to actually sound better we eventually. Um <laughs> We look a lot better. You can't see us, but we've done a lot to improve just our faces in the last few days. So, I mean, I um, shaved this morning. 
Yeah, I did. I just, I don't know. I didn't actually do anything. They can't see me, so I was just lying. I so put on weight. <laughs> I did. I gained five pounds in like two days. Um, January first so is going to no be no five star. We need to talk in the new year about <laughs> diets of space. Yeah. Think about all the diets you um, could go on. Yeah, there's definitely a lot. Um, like Klingon ringworms. Say like the protein bars mm-hmm. from the Cardassian front that mm-hmm. Chief O'Brien is so fond of. Those would be good. You could eat those um, uh, Klingon yeah. worms. Yeah. So once again, uh, another taste, um, ironically, of the future of what we're going to hit mm-hmm. on next season. So make sure you uh, you keep an eye on us. Once we roll around into the new year, we should sound a lot better uh, be a lot better, and hopefully you will pay us a lot more than you are already. <laughs> already. <laughs> anyway, I don't think we have any five star reviews. No one cares. No, <laughs> no, no. One cares about us. No new ones. We still have the same good ones, though. Yeah, maybe we need to do like a like a shout out, like from rap or something. You know, where they call people out. That's what we need to do. Mm. Um, so once again, Joel, if you're listening, you're trash. And uh, I think that's a good note to really leave the show at for today um so uh yeah go over to the twitter poll if you haven't Mm -hmm. already and vote on your favorite captain and we will catch you in what like two weeks probably yeah that's i think that's gonna be our goal is once every two weeks yeah so hope you enjoyed this boxing day special episode and uh let us know what you think for carter kirk and we are turn left at the wormhole and we're out of here see you guys (laughs) 